Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of another Loving That Sports Talk. I was just telling uh, Matt, the engineer guy, it's good to be back. You know, he said, yep, good to have you back. But, you know... Like I say, you know, where we at, we still do a great show, you know. Well, we got um, another show. We got co-host Terry Jackson. Are you on the line, T? I am. How you doing, love? Oh, how you doing today? Good. You know what? We're going to have a guest call in. But before we start, you know, I'm getting a lot of email. And um, sorry that I did this, but I had a lot of emails saying, you know, they want to know a little bit about you, you know, when you played. And um, I never gave you a chance to talk about when you played in high school and all that and your stats and all like that. So go ahead, Terry. Well, love, that was over 20-some years ago. Well, we uh, know you old, so we're going to to put that out there on the air. <laughs> um, no, I was a decent player. I uh, had great aspirations and everything. Um, you know, sometimes things just don't work out for you. Um, but I don't uh, I don't have any regrets. Um, I played hard. Um, after my high school, I ended up coming back home and uh, coaching uh, seventh grade football and basketball and stuff like that for about three or four years and and then I got into law enforcement and uh, just kind of took most of my time well Terry still you skipping over what I want you to talk about tell about you know you Gatorade player of the year and all like that that's a great accomplishment because yeah. to be that player you know you have to be doing something right on the field and off the field so you know I okay. mean I um I started playing varsity football when I was a junior. I uh, I averaged 110 yards a, uh, a game, about 10 yards a carry. Um, my senior year was was about the same, and uh, I ended up being uh, Gatorade Player of the Year for uh, the state of Wyoming. Um, played my last football game in the Shrine Bowl um, in Laramie, Wyoming. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I, I'm from you know the Midwest. You know, most East Coast. What do Gatorade player mean, Terry? You know, explain that to some of the folks out there well, because you, you're getting past that accomplishment. You know, I want them to know <laughs> what that means. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even if it means that you were a, a very good, high caliber player throughout the year uh, for your for your team in your state. Um, you kind of had the best stats. Um, Basically, the the things that you did that, that kind of set you 
above everybody else that that they were looking at as far as um, as far as being the player of the year. Um, I was all conference, all state, both my junior and senior year. Um, I think the big thing was the uh, the carries and the, the average of yards that that I had. Yeah, you know, you're sitting there trying to be modest, Terry, and I hate that. You know, he was a great player, you know, and like to say he was not only on the field but off the field in the classroom and a model, you know, citizen in the neighborhood. So that's why I was trying to get out, you know, because I sat down. I know you was playing basketball. We played basketball together. You know, my game was better than yours. But anyway, let's keep <laughs> on with the show, you know. <laughs> but I, I know you was playing basketball, and you're real competitive, and it always, you know, you gave your all. And that's why I want you to, you to explain to all the listeners out there that, you put a lot of effort in, like, and we talked about, like, when you needed a yard or two and you was hurt, you went out there and got that yard. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was there was, there was was no doubt about that. I mean, I had, the, you know, the drive, the, the intensity, and, you know, I wanted the ball. Um, if we needed some tough yards, I was going to get them. Um, I had all those things that, that, that I preach about, um, so it's kind of hard for me not to uh, to understand how some of these – you know, some of these kids don't put forth that effort every game. Uh, our season was short, um, and uh, my son kind of found that out early this year when they didn't make the playoffs. How short the season actually really is, and you know, um, he really he really played hard his last game, and and I could see it and I could tell how hard he was playing his last game um, because he you know he didn't want it to end. He was going to miss it, but um, I did. I, I gave it. I gave it everything I had. You know. Um, all the time. Sorry, football, football, it's easy because, you know, love, you only play, uh, what, 10 seconds? Depending yeah. on how long you run. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you were saying, your son seen that last game, you seen it when it's coming. Do do these kids, like, when they see that last game, they know it's like, man, it's, it's ending, you know? And, you know, and like you say, you want to give your all every game, right, Terry? Yeah. And, and I'm not sure they do. I mean, I, I, I talked to him Thursday. He wanted to talk to me, and we were we were talking. And he said he was just, you know, he's kind of kind of wore out, and he wanted to. He, he was ready for basketball. He was ready for the season to end. And um, he said, I know it's not going to be what you want to hear. <laughs> kind of talk, but you could just tell that he was about done. Mm-hmm. And. All I told him was, the season is going to end one way or another. Don't rush it. It's going to end. I said, I just want you to get out there and play hard, as hard as you can, and leave it all out there on the field since this is possibly going to be your last game. And he did that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can you can see in, in their eyes when you're getting to them, you know, when they're comprehending what you're saying. Um, and from father to a son, I could tell that, he was interested in what my thoughts were. He was uh, he was interested in what my reaction was going to be uh, when he was talking to me. But he was being honest, right? And uh, you know, and, and it showed. You, I mean, you could really tell that last game. It, it looked like he was he was trying to to do everything he could to to, to get a win. Well, Terry, you know, I know your son. I went out when I was there. I worked out with him. You know, great kid, and he's gonna go far in um, his life of athletics and um, outside of athletics. So, you know, but Terry, this show is uh, gonna be a great one because um, I didn't tell you who I guess we're gonna be because you spoke to this person before, and I'm 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 proud to even know him as a friend and not even know the friend. Just you know, I have 
we we cannot talk five years and then we go back and we end up talking like we never missed a beat. Uh-huh. And, I, and I want him on the show. I know you got questions for him as I do, but his accomplishment, what he's done, you know, it's not football. We're gonna talk about basketball now. We're gonna change this up. And then he could also talk about what it takes for a young kid to make it. I know he called you, and he's going to help you out with your Terry Jr., but I'd like to introduce, I guess, Kerry McIntyre. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, hey, hey, you? how you doing? Can I call you K-Mac, what we call you? Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> well, Kerry, I got Terry on the line. How you doing? How are you? Good. Well, Kerry, first let's tell the listeners, you know, where you're you you know, where you from, San Diego, and what you did, and where you played basketball, where I'm all that. Just a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, uh, as you know, James, I came uh, from San Diego at a, uh, via junior college and uh, got up here to uh, Laramie and played for UW uh, in 1988, just as you were finishing up your career and going on to the pros, and uh, stayed here uh, through 91. Uh, uh, we had great teams here, kind of underachieved a little bit, but uh, great teams, and then I, I left... Uh, Went and played with a former uh, teammate of mine, Robin Davis, down in Brazil in 92-93 season. And then I realized uh, trying out, you know, uh, trying out for the N- NBA uh, in the NBA Summer League, I got hurt, and I realized how quickly it could end. So I came back to Laramie uh, summer of 94, finished up my degree, and uh, uh, one of our assistant coaches, uh Lined me up to play over in Europe after I finished my degree, and I went there from 2000, or excuse me, 1995 to 2005, and that was it. Had a great career, played a long time, uh, tried to play till the wheels fell off, and they just about fell off, and I got out just in time. Well, Kerry, you know I got a lot of questions for you. One is just, um, you know, me and you've been friends for a long time, and you always tell me straight up front, you'll never BS me. You're like, hey, love, it's like this, and. This is how it's going to be. And I know you got to tell a young kid, too, how it's going to be. How was your work ethic, you know, Kerry? Because I know we used to all play together, like, in y'all offseason, just mess around. You still was playing hard. How was that? What did you do, too? Well, basically, James, you, you know, uh, nothing's going to be given to you in life. And, and, you know, I learned from a young age, I had some great coaches in high school and, and good junior college coaches and, of course, Benny D's up here. Well, the things I learned from them is, you know, you have to give it the extra effort. You know, 100%. That's great. Um, that'll that'll get some people some some places. But if you don't give it that little extra effort and concentrate and work on your weaknesses in the off season and you know do everything that the coaches the coaches know what you need to do to improve and do everything that they you know that they want you to do. And and you know you got to work 110% if you're going to get anything out of it. And you know I learned at a young age that you know you don't. Uh, you don't get it. You don't get out of life except for what you put in, and uh, and that's with sports, and that's with life uh, outside of sports. And um, that was just basically my, you know, my philosophy that I learned from my coaches, and that's what I tried to do. And it and it and it helped me, uh, you know, play from since I was seven years old till I was thirty-seven. So. Well, I know you're that okay, man. You're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Kerry, when you say that, how important, you know, because I talked with Terry, you know, these coaches are sometimes not coaching these kids, and we want to say like these small towns, you know, like Casper, like that. They're not getting the exposure. But why aren't these coaches doing a great job coaching them? Is it because it's a small town, they don't care, they don't think they go further, or what? 
Well, I, I don't think uh, the small town has little something to do with it. I, I don't believe that the coaches don't care. I think that in Wyoming particularly, we have a unique, unique situation where uh, it's hard to uh, listen to, you know, even talk show hosts and, and, and on ESPN and that. Uh, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't played and went, and went through the struggles and tribulations of playing and practicing and injuries and things of that nature, how are you going to really teach someone, you know, uh, that's younger than you how to get through it if you've never been through it? And I, unfortunately, in Wyoming, with being the least populated state in the union, a lot of people leave, and you don't have a lot of people that have had those experiences to help our youth in Wyoming. Do you agree with that, Terry? Yeah, I, I do. Um, and and at the same time, uh, there just there just seems to be a lack of effort, you know, uh, on, on on some of the coaches' part. And, and and Terry's right. I mean, if you don't have the experience, you, I mean, you can't teach it. You know, um, there there's no doubt about that. But Kerry, I mean, if if they just have any kids out there, and you have a kid with a great talent and all like that, isn't that like hurting that kid? I mean, what what does a parent do? Well, you know that you know I don't have any children, um, but I'd say that you know the, the the first thing you know if I had children, the first one that would be responsible for my children, not the coach, not uh, someone they're watching on TV, would be me. But you know you got to try to help them as much as they can. And like I said, unfortunately, we live in a small state with a very low population where you don't have the coaches that uh, are sometimes in the inner cities or, or even in the metropolitan areas that have that experience. So in Wyoming, uh, they, you know, they, you have to, as a, you know, if I had children and I played and I played ball, I could t- help them tremendously. Even if, where the coach, where the coaches lack in their experience, I could help them. And I think it takes. Um, you know, I, I think the coaches try here. I don't, I don't know about lack of effort. Like I said, I, I'm not into it that much because I, I don't have children. I'm not following my children through their sports careers. But um, I don't. It may be a lack of effort. Terry would know more about that than me. But um, it's just unfortunate that we live in such a small state and, and have so few people that we don't have the coaches that maybe uh, you know Colorado has or or uh, you know California has. Yeah, and and I'll speak on that just a little bit. Uh, speaking from a little bit of experience in this, uh, you you as a parent, you know, you don't want to uh, include yourself into something that you're just not quite sure of. Uh, when when your son or your daughter or somebody's on a team, uh, you want to try to get them to understand the concept of of what that is and what that coach is trying to do and, and that common goal without going in and, and, and putting in your own thing or, or telling your child one thing or another that may not be something that's in the team's best interest um, as well. But at the same time, you don't have to stop teaching your child fundamentals, um, attitude, intensity, and stuff like that toward the game, which is kind of what I tried to do. Granted, it was tough, and sitting back watching some of the things, knowing what my you know, what my, my kid's athletic ability was, you would ask yourself questions, for instance, why are they not featuring him on the end? Or why are they not featuring him at quarterback? Or why are they not putting him in the best position to help the team or to, to help himself shine? You know, you just kind of, sometimes you got to be careful of that because everybody wants their kid to, to be that kid, 
on the team that gets the ball all the time or that somebody's looking at to, to bring them out. So you kind of have to be careful of that, but at the same time, you don't want that to hurt their um, you know, ability to, to move on. You know, Terry, hold that thought. And Terry, we got to take a quick break. Okay. Then when we come back, we're going to finish that. And then, you know, like you say, we got still got more questions for Carrie. I've been trying to get Carrie on the show for a month, but this is James Loving, um, co-host Terry Jackson, and we got Carrie McIntyre as our guest. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like we were saying earlier, we got co-host T. Jackson on there. You feel that, T.? I'm here. And always, like I got to keep saying, I'm glad I got Kerry McIntyre on the line, you know, guest today. I've been on him every week, you know, you know, like he says, he's been working and taking care of different things, but it's a pleasure to him taking his time out, you know, just to be on, just to even talk to me. I know he get tired of me calling him like, what do you want, love? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, Kerry, I appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure, James. But go ahead, um, Terry, do you want to finish up what you were saying to, um, to Kerry, you know? Five. Yeah, um, you know, you just kind of you, you kind of got to be careful about how you interject um, as a parent. No matter how much you know or how much you think you know, you don't want to you know disrupt 
what the coach is doing you know, with, with the team and your kid. But it's just sometimes it's tough to sit back knowing the talent of your of your kid, and um, maybe your kid is that guy that that's going to bring these guys out of, of things, and he's just not. Um, I don't want to say featured because that just sounds, you know, it sounds bad. It sounds like my kid's number one. But when you have a kid with the talent, you want to put that kid in the best position to utilize his talent. Um, and if that means putting him at receiver, then you find a quarterback that can throw the ball to him. If that means putting him at quarterback or running back, then you find a way for your offensive line to block. You know, Carrie, and, and and like you say, you don't have any kids. But what would you say to that? If you if you coach him and you have a kid, you know that has that talent, but he's not giving it all. But how would you coach that and bring that out of him? You know, as of what Terry is saying, if a coach is not doing it, the parent would do it. But if you can't do it as a coach, who would who would do it? Well, I mean, you, you got to be. If, if you're going to be a coach, you should be able to recognize. Uh, you know, I don't believe in that. Oh, he plays center or he plays point guard. But you know what we're doing mm-hmm. as far as basketball is concerned. Uh, we're playing basketball, and you're going to try to put each player. You're going to know their skill level. You're going to know what they can bring to the table for your team, and you're going to evaluate every player you have, and and know if if you have any experience at coaching or know you do at coaching, know what you're doing at coaching. You're going to know what player fits in what situation and different matchups and things of that nature. And it's, it's a difficult, you know, you're treading on thin ice. And even if you're not in Wyoming and, and, and like I said, we, we have, uh, we don't have a, a variety of coaches like you do in, in California. Everybody wants their, their child to, uh, have a chance and, and fit in and do, do the best they can for the team. And it's difficult when, when the parent can recognize it, but the coach can't. And that's just, that's just unfortunate where we are, and I think it. But I think that happens all throughout America. You know, I think that uh, um, with lack of experience and and or or just not knowing, you know, that your your certain matchups or your you know what kid can do what. You know, Coach G's used me in a tremendous way here. I, I didn't have the skill level of most of the players. We had three or four guys from our team go straight to the NBA and. He used me to get in there, and my dad said it well. He said, hey, Gary, you were a game changer. I said, hey, quit you know, being sarcastic, Dad. He said, no, you either go up by 30 or you go down by 30, but you changed the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just he coaches me in a way that if, we, if one of our big guys was in foul trouble, I'd come in and, and you know, stem the tide till uh, you know, we could get some more minutes off the clock and not have one, you know, Slater or, or, or you know, Big Page, you know, foul out. So, it's just a matter of knowing what your you know knowing your personnel uh, and knowing what matchups you need to use them and and try to get the best out of everybody you know and uh, and I, and I coach a little bit over in Europe and I'm not a very experienced coach but I played thing you know all my life so it's pretty easy for me to figure out the politics of coaching is the reason that uh, I haven't really gotten into it too too deep uh, having to deal with you know. Uh, different situations, and everybody thinks their kid, like Terry was saying, you know, um, feature is, is, you know, has negative connotations, but everybody wants their kid to be in the mix, and, and it's sometimes it's difficult knowing what kid should be where and, and, and how much time and what positions they should play. Well, well how do you feel, um, Carrie? Two questions. One, 
being that role, playing a backup, coming like he's saying, and then if a kid felt they should be starting and then not, how would that, you know, you know, because right. I know when I went and played, I was like, I'm not going to let nobody start over me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was well, my, I mean, my goal was to, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to accept the role, whatever the role coach gives you. And, and if you don't, and it's truly in my heart, you know, uh, if coach said do this, I was going to do it 110%. And if I felt that uh, that uh, I should be starting, uh, I would have worked my butt off until uh, I got that starting position. And, and, and it's difficult when you're sitting and watching and you think you should be there. And that's when you kick into what we talked about very early in the show is, you know, work your tail off, and good things will happen. And and if you don't get in the starting spot, you know, when the coach calls your number, be ready, concentrate on the game while you're sitting there, and know what needs to be done. And uh, you know, you, you can only succeed from there. It's difficult sitting though as a young young adult or or young young child or young basketball player, young football player. It's difficult to sit and watch and be engaged when you think you should be out there. But it's just a mindset, you know. You have to do what the coach says, and if you can get in there when he does let you in, be ready and uh, be successful, and you'll get more and more time. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, um, Carrie, because I know um, Terry, you know, a young man is playing with his son, and he know the parent. And when he got in the game, you know, he dropped the ball. But you know, like you say, you got to be ready when you you do get that call to go in and play. You know, make the best of getting in when you get in. You know. So, but you, you're right on that. I definitely agree with you on that, Kerry. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love that because that's old school love and, and, and Kerry. That's, that's the way it was when we grew up. You know, that's, that's what you did. You, you, if you were, you would play your role. If you, if your role was a starter, then you played that role as a starter. If your role was coming off the bench, then that's what you played, but you knew it. And if you wanted to be better, if you wanted to be that starter, then you would get out there and you would work your butt off in order to make that happen. I don't see a lot of that coming from these kids today, um, and I don't see a lot of it. Um, I don't. I don't see a lot of these coaches promoting that thing, uh, that that kind of play. Because back to what Love was saying, the kid he's talking about uh, played in this low bowl and had four solo tackles and I think seven assisted tackles. His name was being called on defense all the time. So why does this kid make this kind of impression? One game, and then don't see the light of day uh, for the rest of the season. Those are the kinds of things that I don't understand. Um, what's going to keep that kid wanting to play football? What's going to keep him interested in being on that football team when he goes and performs like that the first game he ever actually gets into and starts and does a pretty decent job, but then doesn't get to play the rest of the time? How do you as a parent keep your child? interested in saying hey just keep going keep going after it you know keep keep doing what you're doing you're doing a great job but he's not it's it's not being recognized you have to it's some some of it carries a societal problem where um uh we go back a ways the three of us and that but nowadays everybody wants instant gratification if you can look at the it's at 43 years of age which i am now it's easier to look at it this way than when you're 18 16 17 you know but uh, in, you know, if you can look at the long view, uh, most people—I uh, don't know the percentages—but a great percentage of your high school athletes, they're never going to go to the next level or the level after that. So, th- this is sports is just teaching you 
how to get through life. And if you didn't have a long range goals and you look at the overall picture, you know what? I, I was I wasn't going to be a star. I was going to be off the bench, but I gave it my all off the bench. And hopefully the coach recognizes that, and that that doesn't really answer you know solve your questions, Terry. But it, it, I see where you know how do you keep them engaged? Well, you you got to talk to them and, and let them know. You know uh, when you when it's your time, shine and uh, and try to shine and try to help the team. When you're sitting on the bench, be engaged in the game because I tell you what, someone get hurt in an instant, or the coach may just call your number, and you better be ready. And if you're not, that'll tell you why. You're not starting, and you're not getting much time. But, but, Kerry, yeah. but don't that knock a kid's self-esteem down? I mean, because when I coach, you know, I coach uh, younger kids, but I played everybody, no matter you were good or bad, or if we was winning or losing, or if we need to, a touchdown to win, but I still put a kid in that wasn't good as the, the starters, as you would say. But if I didn't play that kid at that moment in life, he would still be thinking, don't put me in in a tough situation and I won't be able to succeed. So I played every kid no matter what. Is, is that wrong for me doing that? or Because wouldn't that not – I know for me, if we need four from four and you sitting there and say, oh, we bring Levin out of the game and bring some else, that could knock me down. Myself seems saying, y'all, you know, I'm not good enough to try and do it for you. Is that it? Am I saying that right, Kerry? Yeah, yeah, and I understand what you're saying, James. The uh – you know, the self-esteem, you know, as a as a coach, like I said, I don't have a lot of experience in that either. My experience is just being a player. But, as a, you know, when when you you have to explain to your, your kids at any level, I mean, even, even uh, Coach Jackson for the Lakers and the Bulls previously, you have to explain and let them give them a clear understanding of what their roles are, you know. And not everybody's going to be a Kobe. Not everybody's going to be a Jordan. Not everybody's going to be, you know, uh, you know, Troy Aikman or 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 uh, the New England quarterback. I can't think of his name. Or Brady. Tom Brady. You know. Uh, so hey, you got twelve guys on a basketball team. Uh, hey, uh, you know, the guy that has the least skill. You don't want to hurt his self-esteem. You explain to him. Listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to need you in certain situations. Be ready. You're a hell of a rebounder. You can't score a lick. You don't have to tell them that, but you, you know, you can rebound. We need some rebounds. Get in there. Have them all ready. And playing them all, James, if you can get, get, especially at a youth level, if you can play them all, uh, play them all. If you, you know, what happens is you get caught between a rock and a hard place, uh, as a coach. Uh, you, you gotta, you gotta win. And, but you gotta keep everybody on the court. And sometimes playing everybody doesn't help you win. Now, What's what's the goals of the of the high school or the or the college or university or if you know if I play everybody and everybody you know learns life lessons through sports and we don't win as much am I going to keep my job or do I not worry about some of the kids and and just play the guys I know are going to get it done you know so it's always a tricky situation. Well, and like you say, you got to look at it like you say. What what age are you at? Is it about winning or is it about, you saying keeping your job, you know, and you're right. Yeah. But you did say something that was very interesting, Carrie. You know, like what you say, you got to know your role. And I, I didn't look at it that way. But if I can only shoot a three in the last two minutes, that's when you'll bring me in. So you're right about that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's that right. Well, we don't want you driving to the basket. You can't tell me you could either. <laughs> well, well, what we got to do, we got to take another break, and we come back. We still ain't going to let you go, Kerry, I'll talk about those charges, so you're not getting no. <laughs> but this is James Lovey with Terry Jackson and Kerry McIntyre. We'll be right back. 
flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, we got Terry Jackson on the line, and then we got Kay McIntyre. Now, you know what? Uh, when we got off the, um, we had a break. I wasn't going to go there, but, you know, Kerry kind of pissed me off a little, you know, Terry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what you do to me, but we're going to turn this over to, we're going to start talking about the little football, NFL. You know, Terry, I already get mad at you about the Cowboys because I hate uh-huh. the Cowboys rivalry, but then Kerry talking smack about the San Diego Chargers. Terry, they haven't even won a championship. They can't even win one. You know what I mean, Terry? It's hard being, it's very difficult being a Charger fan because they, you know, already at the beginning of the season and they break your heart. But, you know, we're close, we're close. We'll see what happens. Just because they haven't won one doesn't mean anything. Now, you know, we'll win one this year and then next year you say, well, how many you got? Oh, just one? <laughs> I know, it's going to be tough. But I'll tell you one thing about San Diego is that they play their best football toward the end of the year. Uh, sometimes that's pretty unfortunate. But, so they, you know, we got to got to look out for them. They will, they will come up. They'll win about three or four games in a row. Terry, I'm so disappointed in you right now. You are pumping carry up. You know those charges are not going to do anything. <laughs> Anytime you win in last week and you come back and lose, come on, Kerry, what's up with that? And Terry, yeah, be, be honest with him, Terry, come on. <laughs> well, love, you got to understand, <laughs> you know, anybody can be beat, right? Yeah. So that's what we talk about all the time. And you told me, just wait till week five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, don't worry about these first four or five games because you know the team hasn't hasn't gelled yet, and you can you can kind of see that. I mean, if you look at the Lions, look what they've done. You know, they came out what four and zero, five and zero, and now they've dropped two. 
Okay. Well, Buffalo's coming off a of bye. What's Buffalo going to do? Are they going to, you know, are they going to come off and lose? I mean, we'll see. We talked about those teams that, you know, weren't that good last year. Um, and now they're undefeated or, or got winning records. Well, let's, we'll have to wait and see. Let's get this on there right now. You first, Kerry. Who do you see in the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I'm going to say uh, it's hard not to put Green Bay in there. You know, they're, they're, uh, they haven't lost since last December, uh, I think 13 straight, including the Super Bowl. Uh, and coming out of the other league, you know, Pittsburgh down, Indianapolis down, you can't count Pittsburgh out. Uh, uh, it won't be the Broncos. Uh, let me see. I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Chargers. We've got, got a lot of work to do, though. And you know, I tell you, historically under North Turner since 2007, we started out 2-3. and three. Everybody's still down on them. They're 4-2. and Could have been 5-1, and one, losing, not, not losing to the Jets. we got a big one coming up Halloween night against Kansas City in, in uh, Kansas City. So we'll see. You know, I, I think every year the Chargers are going to win it, so I'm a bad person to ask. Terry, who do you think? Well, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, and... We have a great defense, but I don't think anybody's going to beat Green Bay. Um, you can't, I mean, looking at it right now, you cannot say that there's no, you know, there's no way Green Bay shouldn't be there. Um, if they keep doing what they're doing, uh, that team is gelling and they look, they look great. As far as the AFC goes, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, it's open. It's wide open. You know. I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't pick a team, at least not at this point. But who's playing the best football right now is definitely Green Bay. And I, I don't even think it's because they're six and zero, but it's all about winning. But if you look at that team, they play together, uh the quarterback is 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 right on. You know, and then you got New England, everybody's all on New England. I'm not necessarily a big New England fan, especially after they, you know, did that undefeated season and, and then go in and, and, and then just lay an egg there. Um, but how can you rule them out as well? I mean, they're going to be a contender, but I think the AFC is just it's just too wide open right now to say. You see that, Kerry? Terry's a true Dallas fan, and he did not put Dallas in there. And you had to put the Chargers in just because you're a fan. See, well, you're not being honest to yourself. Be honest to yourself. I'm unclear, love. I, I don't know what Dallas team is going to show up game to game. Now, I know our defense is going to show up, but, you know, what offense is going to show up? Terry. Even last week, 240-some yards on the, on the ground. Terry, now, you, who would have thought that? You did not put Dallas in there, so don't try and back up and go on in now. Right, Kerry? You see him trying to go, okay, Dallas. <laughs> well, you know, if I think about that AFC, and I forgot about Tom Brady and them, and that, you know what? Here's what happens. It's just like Terry with the Cowboys. I don't know what Chargers team is going to show up. It, it, we could get there and then we'll get blown out. We got there last time in 95 and get blown out, you know, by San Francisco 55 to 5 or something. And, uh, the Patriots are always in the mix. Uh, but Terry had a great point. It's, it's wide open, you know. Uh, there's, there's teams that are struggling. You know, Indianapolis hasn't, they say it's a, you know, a team sport. Well, they're missing one player and they haven't won a game. So Indianapolis is out. Uh, Pittsburgh is, they've, they've always got a fighting chance. Uh, you, uh, you can't count the Pats out. I'm looking to try to sneak in there with the Chargers and, and, but whoever gets in there, they still got to beat Green Bay. You yeah. know, Green Bay's hitting on all cylinders. So, and that's, you know, barring injury and, and if everybody keeps playing the way they're playing, Green Bay's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. You, you know what? 
Carrie and Terry, you know, y'all saying that. I got a question. It's kind of, you know, on the serious side. Like, you know, Terry, you can tell me from, you know, I don't know, like, I know, like, high school, they got a conduct where kids can't go to parties and drink. But, Carrie, I want you to tell me, these athletes, like, I think, this is my opinion, that once the season is over with, they say you're still on the contract. You're still the product of that team, you know. I feel if you get in trouble all like the offseason, that's your time. But these teams saying you still are not contract. We still own you. You can't get. Is that fair to the player? Well, that kind of depends on what your contract says. I mean, you know I, what? You know, love. You've been there. Mm. You you've been in the NFL. You know what an NFL contract looks like. You know the ins and outs of it. Um, if we're if we're talking about is it morally fair? Then the answer is probably no, in my opinion. But because your time is your time, but at the same and in, in the same aspect, you got to think. Okay, well, what's my job? Okay, my job twenty four seven is is law enforcement to my police department. Mm-hmm. So, if I conduct myself in a, in a in a in a poor way, which reflects on my police department on my own free time when I'm not working, is that going to still affect, or could it possibly still affect the police department? Absolutely. So I think that's kind of how they're looking at this. You agree with that, Kerry? Yeah, Terry hit it head on. You know, uh, uh, and Terry feels that way, and he's making what, one one hundredth of what some of these guys make in the NFL. And if you don't think that your, you know, uh, your job, even when you're in the off season or when you're not at work, if you're not going to be a reflection of what you do. Uh, that, and you don't think it'll have any, uh, you know, ramifications of what you do on, you know, from 9, 8, 9 p.m. at night till 8 in the morning when you go back to work, whether it's football or police officer or realtor, um, then you got something coming because you have to, you have to be, you have to be a representative of what you do. And, and Terry's right. That's what they're thinking about in the NFL. You know, Terry, if Terry doesn't conduct himself in the appropriate manner, being, a, you know, a policeman, uh, it'll be reflected upon his, his, uh, police department. Same with me as a realtor. I can't, you know, uh, I, I can't go out and party like a Van Halen, uh, to Friday night. I'm, I'm a realtor in a small town and, and I have to be a reflection of what my business is. And the, the unfortunate part with this, as you get into the pro sports, uh, our media nowadays, there's more media, there's the internet, you, you got cameras on every phone and that. So it's very difficult to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, try to separate your private life and and, and your professional life. But uh, that that kind of money that they're making, uh, they're only going to be doing it for four to ten years. Might as well give it up, do do the right thing, and then worry about doing what you want to do. That may be you suspect later on, you know, when you're done playing, because you are a representative of what you do, and your actions better be uh, in that same, you know, same mind frame. But but Carrie, but isn't your time your time? You know what I'm saying? It, isn't that your time to do what you, you know, what your family and get like if you want to go drinking and get drunk, that's your time. Is 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 that right to say or no? I mean, you always got to be okay. I can only have one, or I got to show that I'm in the public, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do that, love, I'd say if you want to get drunk, get drunk at home. You know, have a couple in the public. Uh, get someone to drive you home or, you know, or get yourself home in a, in a safe manner and then do your thing at home. And, you know, you're, it, it, it's unfortunate. You know, uh, the public is, 
there's an eye on you at all the times, like I said, camera phones, you know, uh, you know, they got the, uh, video cameras on the gas station. Wherever you go, something, somebody's watching, so you better, you know, stay on your P's and Q's, but you're right. Your, your time is your time as well. Um, it's just, you just have to be, you know, uh, as you grow up in life and you get older, you realize, you know what, this is what I do. I better represent that in the, in the appropriate manner, whether it's my time or not, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you both have very valid points, James. You're right, and Terry, you're right. It's just you have to have a happy medium, you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Say, like you was coach, you know, when you was in school, you know, there were some rules that um, I don't know. I don't football. You had to be in a certain time or bed check, you know, with Philly. You know, do you feel that's fair? With you know, uh, you know. Well, yeah, at the university level, you know, you better uh, <laughs> there. Uh, nine times out of ten, you're on scholarship. They're paying for your school. Uh, you better follow their rules. You know they, and it's difficult when you're 18, six, you know, 18, 19, 20. You don't you don't think like we think now, but you know, because we were all there. But it, you have to you have to really, you know, just pay attention. And if they want you in at midnight, it's probably for you know, it's probably for your own good. Come in at midnight. You know, you, you gotta you gotta follow the rules. You know. Yeah, and, and like you say, those rules are there for a certain reason, put in place to keep them. But are the rules for college football, I mean, is they going too overboard, Kerry? I mean, like, you know, it won't stop people from getting paid and tattoos being so. Isn't that a little stream they putting on these kids? Well, yeah, and, you know, unfortunately what what's going on in, in college athletics, I, I believe, and someone can maybe call and tell me I'm wrong, I think that we're the only country in the world that has amateur sports. Um, in Europe, you play club sports, you get paid. Soccer, basketball, they don't really have NFL, you know, type football, a little bit over there. But, uh, you, you know, the, the, way, uh, when, uh, the way we're doing it, and the way these super conferences and this and that, it's all about money. So they, you know, the money, unfortunately, has, has, has changed it a little bit. Uh, we're, we're hypocritical in, in the fact that we're saying, you know, these kids are amateurs, we're going to do this. They're not amateurs. They're, they're making a heck of a lot of money for the universities and uh, the NCAA. So it's, it's, you know, it's a difficult situation and, and to, uh, you know, I don't know about people getting paid and this and that. that I don't have the answers to that, but uh, it's we're we're the only we're very hypocritical when we say that this is amateur athletics. Well, I know it isn't. Everywhere else in the world, people are getting paid, and, and now we get people get slipped this or get you can't even get a ride home. It could be twenty below, James, yeah. outside here, and you're five miles from home. Someone cannot pick you up and take you home. Well, that's a violation because they wouldn't have done it for someone else mm-hmm. because you're an athlete, and that's. It's ridiculous. The rule book's thicker than a phone book, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's about money, and unfortunately that has tainted uh, NCAA athletics a little bit. Now, who do you feel bad for, for the student or the um, university? Like, say, like, the Ohio State kids, when they went and gave their stuff up for a tattoo, you know? Yeah. Do you feel they, the kids were treated wrong? I mean, I know there's rules in place, but that was nothing, you know, that all the other stuff that goes on. Yeah, it's just well, and they can pick and choose you know who they discipline and who they don't, depending on uh, what time of year it is or who what the university is and that. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, it's it's unfortunate on both sides for the university and the kids. You know, uh, if uh, you know, I have a couple letter rings and, and uh, my graduation ring that I got from the university. If I want, if I'm on hard times and want to sell that, I'm not going to go get a tattoo with it. But <laughs> it's your, it's it's yours, right? You know what? You know uh, it, 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 that shouldn't be a reflection on. You shouldn't be in trouble because you use that to, uh, you know, to to feed yourself. You know. You know, I, I think it's our society. I mean, we 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 thrive on these morals and these morality issues, and I think that's what a lot of it is um, in the uh, in the college college sports. You know, the age of an adulthood is eighteen years old, and an eighteen year old don't know nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, they're still kids, but. They're on a scholarship for I don't know, depending on where they're going to school at fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and to get an education. But while they're doing that, they've got a, you know, they're on a scholarship to play an athletic sport. As far as them paying them, first of all, I don't know how they would do it. Where 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 would they start a pay scale at? But I think they just put entirely too much emphasis on you can't even talk to anybody. Um, the Des Bryant thing. What did he go to lunch with, with primetime? Um, what did they think he was going to get out of that? I, I don't understand what the big, big to do is about it. You know, those kinds of things are, are just silly. But it's somebody making a mountain out of a molehill at times. And, and it, it all has to do with our society and our, our, our morality issues, I believe. Uh, you're, you're exactly right, Terry. You know, I, and I argue with guys about this all the time, you know. Uh, they want uh, Mr. Bush to give back his Heisman, and I guess he's rescinded it, but he's kept the trophy. But, uh, well, uh, you know, taking steroids will physically enhance your ability to play sports in, 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 in certain sports. Getting, having your parents, having their rent paid for, didn't help him play better. They made him feel mentally more, you know, more sound because his parents were taken care of. But there's a difference between uh, taking uh Drug, you know, uh, enhancement, drug, enhancement drugs for sporting and, and getting paid. And as far as getting paid, boy, I'll tell you what, that would be just like a football super conference. Wyoming is yeah. not going to have the money to play a player like UCLA is or someone in the Big East, you know. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. That's, that's a slippery slope. But, you know, you got to have distinctions. And people, I think it's a lot of people that don't know what the heck they're talking about that are making all this, you know, all this, all the headlines with, oh, this guy did this and this guy did that. Who cares? And that's where James was getting into, you know, your personal time and, 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 and your job or, or your scholarship. Right. So it's a, it's a slippery slope. It, it, there's something got to be done. We need a happy medium. You, you know, Kerry, and when you said that, I was just sitting there thinking, you are so right because, Wyoming can pay while Ohio State and Nebraska will pay there. So it's still not fair, you know? Right. Because then everybody will be like, well, I want to go where the more money going to be. You know what I'm saying? Then now you're getting the other schools not getting the athlete. You know, you're buying them. Basically, you're the best athlete. And that's what I see with these NFL teams doing. They're getting all these great athletes. They're buying them money, and they're not winning, you know? But you were right, you know? I was, like, shaking my head like, man, you know? Well, the more money your school makes, the nicer, you know, the nicer the school is and, and the more amenities you have. So they're buying them anyway, in a sense, uh, by offering them scholarships to go to their school. Uh, you know, who's going to, not that Wyoming isn't nice, but if you had your choice, Wyoming, UCLA, Nebraska, I mean, if, if, if you've got a school that's substantially nicer 
and, and more amenities than the other one, why why would you choose the other? You, you're right, Terry, because that's what we can get recruited. They sell you on the facilities. Uh, Absolutely. You, so is that where you went to Wyoming, Carrie, you know? I mean, I went there. They say you'll be snowmobiling every week, you know? <laughs> I haven't seen a snowmobile since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, you know, I, mine was just great timing. I was just coming out of junior college, finished, had just come off the cover of Sports Illustrated. I believe uh, that they were preseason ranked number four. And uh, I was coming up here to play for Coach Brandenburg, and uh, then he left. He went to San Diego. But my thing was they were, you know, uh, I, at 18, you want to, you know, am I going to go to uh, San Diego State or am I going to go to Wyoming? Wyoming's on the map at that time, and that's another unfortunate thing too. If you and I tell kids all the time, if you have a chance to go somewhere where you can play, go where you can play. Don't go just because it's a big name, because playing is going to be more important than you sitting on the bench and 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 uh, being on TV cheerleading. You know, uh, so there was just timing for me coming to Wyoming. The facilities were great. There, you know, it wasn't they weren't spectacularly better than any other facilities, uh, a couple of other places I could have uh, attended, but uh, it was just timing for me. They, and I went with the name instead of, if I had to do over again, Wyoming changed my life, and I'm going to live here uh, hopefully the rest of my life, and, and I love it here. It was a great decision, but as far as playing, I, I, I would have probably been like to, liked to have been a bigger fish in a smaller pond. You know, yeah. Kerry, you hit them on all cylinders today because I was telling, I think maybe you, Terry, that these kids got to go where they're going to play. Just don't go because you a Georgia on TV all the time. Because I hear, you know, like UCLA, that was recruitment. I want to sit behind five receivers, you know. So I had to pick, you know, like you say, where you going to play. And that's where I thought, you know, my best plan thing would be at Wyoming. So you are right, Kerry. Man, I agree with that so much. Yeah. Terry? Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the old, and, and like I said, here's the problem with it. You don't know that at 19, 18, 20. Uh, there's very few that know it. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't generalize. There's a gal playing for, uh, one of my, uh, old teammates, Rod Tyson. He's the high school coach here at Laramie, and he, he's got a gal, and I talk to her, uh, her and her dad all the time, and, uh, she, instead of her going to Wyoming, which she'd love to, she's gonna go, uh, I don't know, school of mines in South Dakota or, Maybe UNC Greeley, something like that, because, or, uh, no, but she said it's the JUCO route until she can improve her game to be at the Division One level. Now, I think Joe, the co- head coach here now, Mr. Ligursky, might, might entertain giving her a scholarship. She's going to be up for Gatorade Player of the Year. There's three gals on the Laramie team. And she tells me she wants to go to junior college. And she's got a head on her shoulders. And I said, well, why would you do that when Joe would give you a scholarship here? I want to play. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not too sure that I'd play a lot here, although I'd love to be here, but I want to play. And so she's not worried about name recognition or, you know, uh, keeping the jersey or, or, or being on TV. She wants to play, and, and she's, for being 17 years old, very smart young lady. you know. you got to play to get the experience, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're, if, you, if you're, like you said, if you're sitting on the bench cheerleading, it don't matter. If you, you, you're watching, you know, you got to play to get the experience, so... And that is great advice, okay, man. That is something that I tell these kids. You know, don't try and go there because of big school. They're on TV all the time because all you'll do is been sitting on the sideline cheering, you know, and you're wasting your career where you could be somewhere where you know, even it's a vision too. You know, you plan because if you're great like you're supposed to be, people are gonna look at you. You know, so. Well, 
you know, James, you're exactly right. They're going to find you in this day and age. They're going to find you if you play it. Uh, it doesn't matter where you play. You can be Division Three if you can. If you can put it through the net, or you can, you know, uh, run through the tackles, whatever. If you're good, they'll find you. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to necessarily, like when we were coming up, it was, you know, bigger name school to help you get to the next level. And that's there's another thing people don't understand, especially at a young age. Not only is it hard enough for a high school athlete to get a scholarship, try to go to the next level. You remember going in Dr. Pete Toy's office all the time, our academic counsel at the University of Wyoming. He had something on his door that says less than one-tenth of one percent go pro. Yeah. Go get your schoolwork done and get your degree. So uh, you don't have to. You don't have, and, and the people that are going to go pro, they're going to they're going to go pro anyways, no matter where you put where you play. So uh, you know, if you're making a choice, to, you know, depends on what you want. If you want to be a cheerleader on the end of the bench and you know, I went to Michigan. I played with the Fab Five. Great. Did you ever play? No. Well, okay. Well, you could have went to Central Michigan, played 30 minutes a game, and uh, fulfilled. You know, it just depends on what your goals are, you know. Well, we got 30 seconds. I want to thank our guest, Kerry McIntyre, for coming on. Thanks, Kerry, you know. Like hey, I said, my pleasure, James. Oh, you big time, man. And like I say, I always look up to you. You know, you've always been there for me, so. Like you said, five years down the road, ten years down the road, we always talk like it was just yesterday. So you, uh, you stay in touch, and if you need me, just give me a holler, buddy. All right, and Terry, you know, you're always great. You know, you hosting with me, so keep doing what you're doing, T. All right, I appreciate it. Terry, it was wonderful talking with you, brother. We'll be in touch. All right, thank you so much. Good to talk to you, too, Terry. All right, and like I say, this is James Loving hosting another Loving That Sports Talk. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 